Welcome to the Mastery Podcast with your host, Mark Coles. I have dedicated the last 15 years as a fitness professional to mastering my mind, my craft, and my business. It is my passion and mission to help each of you to do the same. Over the coming episodes, I will be providing you with all the necessary tools to be able to take full control of your career and your life. I'm really looking forward to going on this very exciting journey with you. So let's get started. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Mastery Podcast. I hope you're all doing well. Now, before I start today's episode, a little bit of news for you. I know those of you who tune in to the podcast every single week um, enjoy especially the audio side of taking in information. And as such, I've had a lot of interest um, in my messages asking me if I'm going to be doing an audio version of my book, Level Up. And the answer is yes. Uh, I arranged a date as the end of October, uh, the first, uh, the last Monday and Tuesday of October. So I'll be recording that. It shouldn't take them long to get it all edited and ready. Um, and available for you guys. It'll be on Amazon, it'll be worldwide for you guys to listen to. And as somebody, myself, who loves to listen, you know, I uh, whether or not I do cardio, go for a walk, um, if I drive up to the gym in Nottingham, it's a two and a half hour drive, and I'll listen to an audiobook, I'll listen to a course. And there's so many of you who love your cardio, whether you're competing, whether you just do cardio uh, from from a health perspective, or you're on the commute, you listen a lot, especially with the amount of uh, messages I get with regards to the podcast. So I'm delighted, and, and more so, I'm delighted that I'm going to be narrating it myself. Because um, I was only listening to a book the other day from somebody that I have a lot of respect for. Um, and I was going through, I did the actual hard copy of the book, and I thought I'm going to do the audio on the way up to Nottingham. Just a bit disappointed because it was not narrated by them. And that was a decision that I, um, you know, I really thought long and hard about because you have the option to somebody to narrate it for you. Um, but I know you guys are going to get a lot of value um, from listening to me. Another opportunity to listen to me. So I really hope that you are going to find that valuable. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting that done very, very soon. Now, today's episode, I'm going to start off by just talking to you about this, this word confusion in the fitness industry. I was working um, with my guys in my current mastermind recently, and we were talking about this subject. And before I discussed that subject, I said, you know, there are many words that have been used over the last year or two years, um, specifically in the fitness industry, you know, or more prevalent to you guys. I've known about them for quite a long time, but they're words that have kind of become quite stressful to a lot of people. And we talked about them last last night when I was on the uh, the business mastermind coaching call. And we talked about funnels. We talked about systems. Um, we talked about this, this topic that I'm going to talk about today, onboarding. And it seems that a lot of people get very confused because you don't really know what it is. And you overcomplicate it to being this incredibly um, intense process that you just get stuck on and I don't like to see any of you guys struggle and I when I sat and I thought 
deeply about this this word onboarding. You know, in marketing, we talk about funnels and everybody gets confused that it's just simply a process that somebody goes through from not knowing you to eventually buying from you. And it's like, oh, well, if you can simplify that and not call it a fancy name, then I get that. A system. It's a process. Oh, it's a process of taking someone from someone or something, whether it's a sale, whether it's a journey, something for someone or something to A to B. So then I, I said to the group, yeah, what about onboarding? And there's a lot of confusion. I just don't know whether I'm doing it in the right order. Da, 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 da. Now, one thing I can't do, which is what I can do to anybody that works with me and mentors with me, I, I can give people templates. Um, you know, I can actually talk about scripts and what needs to go where. Um, but what I can do in this in this episode of the, the podcast is talk to you about the process. And onboarding, when I sat down and said, well, I never ever used to call it onboarding. I, I, onboarding? Um what I used to just say to myself is I want my customers to have the most professional process and have everything that they need. So let's just ditch the word onboarding for a second. I'm going to use it plenty of times as I go through this episode. But let's just ditch it for a second. The desire for your clients to have an effortless, seamless, or seamless professional journey from the minute that they sign up to the point where they begin their coaching journey. So if you are confused by the word onboarding, let me just simplify that again. It's the process that you take your clients through, the professional process that you take your clients through from signing up to beginning their journey with you. And at all points, throughout my career coaching wise, even now with business coaching and mentoring that I do and any of the systems and processes that we run at M10, we want our clients to have an extremely professional journey where they understand every part of each process, where high value is delivered reflective of the investment that they're making. So then I sit down and I go, well, what would I want from the moment I book a, a really nice hotel? Would I want a follow-up call? Would I want to be greeted at the reception or left waiting at a reception? Would I like to be greeted with a nice smile and, and, and documentation at a nice hotel? Would I like a porter to take me to my room and show me the amenities? Be available to ask me any questions? What would I want from an experience? If you bought a new car, what are your expectations? When you buy a new car, you know, if it's a certain manufacturer, you know, I bought BMWs in the past, Mercedes, and the onboarding process is you met when you arrived to pick up your car, you go through all the service documentation, they go through their normal upsells with tires and service and all that sort of stuff. And then they take you to your car and, and, and the car's presented very nicely. And they give you all your documents. They show you around the car. They make sure that there's anything that you need. And then they send you on their way, on your way. And there's a follow-up to make sure that you're happy. Well, service industries have an onboarded, inverted commas, serve. It's a customer service experience. Making sure that your clients have got everything that they need to ensure a successful start 
to their coaching experience with you. That's the most important thing. Now, we are going to get into what's important. But the first thing is, as a professional coach, is the desire to deliver an incredible service. Now, we sit down and analyze at M10 regularly the experience. And we're, we're changing things at the moment. Again, developing our customer service systems from when a client has a consultation to the accounts process to receiving invoices to receiving their training program from their trainer to following up with the client. And, and, and we go through this. Now, online and personal training is no different. The only difference, obviously, is you're not meeting that person face to face. But again, the process that your clients go through from signing up, remember, the sales process is everything from the marketing, the lead generation, to the inquiry, to whether or not it's a 10-minute brief um, pre-qualification call, or whether or not it's a call from your reception or you personally to arrange a full consultation whether that's on the phone or whether it's in person to then going through the consultation process to agreeing how often that person's going to work with you to making their payment and when they make their payment that's when the professional onboarding process begins so you have a sales process and you have an onboarding customer service, customer journey. In branding, we talk about the brand experience, something that I talk a lot about in my book. If you haven't got that, grab yourself a coffee. Copy. We go through the onboarding process, what it actually looks like physically in our personal training mentorship, which again, guys, this that starts on Monday. If you're going to be brave and get an application into me today, we can accept it, but today only. That's our six-month personal training mentorship. But we go through onboarding. And we have a very detailed webinar on um, what you should be giving your clients every single step of the way. What it actually looks like. The documents, the process, the type of things you need to do every step of the way. Of course, within the podcast, I, I'm not able to show you what goes on. But I'm going to talk you through what that should look like. <laughs> Because the interesting thing is, in, in, in terms of business, with, with personal training and online coaching, everybody wants the sales. New clients, new clients, new clients. You know, I only had somebody contact me over the last week and just said, you know, my clients are leaving. I said, that's not a marketing problem. That's not a new client problem. That's a retention problem. And that's not even a customer service problem. That's very often a coaching problem. We've got to understand Customer service is looking after your clients and making them have a good experience. No amount of customer service is valuable if the education and the results and the coaching is not helping somebody achieve a great result. Oh, I love going to see my trainer. They're so professional. They're so supportive. But I've not lost any weight. No amount of marketing and lead generation and sales is going to help your business if your clients aren't getting results. That's why, you know, I've had so many people come through my business mentoring 
And they said, well, what's next? And I said, well, you've got so many great business systems in place. You need to become a better coach. But I thought I, I need to focus on business and marketing. Well, you've got that nailed down to start with. Business is evolving, guys. You know, what I know about business and sales and lead generation and, and customer service has evolved so much over the years. There's an amount you need to know right now. And I say that to a lot of people in my Branded Pet Mastery course. There's an amount you need right now. And then you need to become a great coach. So when we actually look at the onboarding process, it's not a customer service system. It's also a professional coaching system. And that's what a lot of people get wrong. Oh, okay, onboarding. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. Okay, great. But within the first seven to 14 days, and I, I remember talking to a psychologist. I was actually working with a British superbike rider um, quite a few years ago now. And he was... Uh, he was just going through some kind of, not mental problems, it was more psychological, sports psychology, preparing himself on the grid to be in the right mental mind um, headspace, avoiding distractions, focusing on the, what he needs to do, not allowing his mind to waver while he's racing. And we worked with a uh, British athletics physio, and this will all come into onboarding. And the physio said, well, we need to get a turnaround with this guy. Not really that into his psychology at the time. I said to the psychologist, when you work with somebody, how long do you actually have to be able to get a buy-in from your client? And he said, a couple of weeks. If we don't see progress within 7 to 14 days, it's likely they'll start asking other people for advice. It'll start likely that they'll, you know, Drift off and not be engaged and entertain, not engaged in the process. And I was like, that changed my mindset. And you know the funny thing is, some of you will have conversations with people about your training, and it will go in one ear and out the other. Others will have conversations with people about your training, and you'll pick up on one thing and go, right, I'm going to apply that to my own training. You'll listen to this podcast and you go, oh, I listen to Mark's podcast. I'll share that. But are you listening? That bit of advice I've just given you there changed my career at that minute i have seven to 14 days to show my clients a result you could have the most professional onboarding process and i'll talk about you know professional emails all, all this sort of stuff that you're going to need you can have the most professional onboarding process but if your clients aren't getting results in the first seven to 14 days that's coaching oh well now i need to know onboarding now i need to know customer service i did i've, I've talked to you guys at length about the hats of a professional over and over again and I will keep going over these things because you'll miss them sometimes. But we met, wear many hats every day. Customer service, accounts, finance, graphic design, coaching, you know, retention. You know, all these different departments. In M10 now, we have different departments. Customer service, finance, marketing, etc. But you have to do it all. So when we're going through an onboarding process, the process of a client going from signing up to actually starting with you and the first part of their journey... It also comes down to coaching. So if you imagine onboarding a client, they go, oh, yeah, really professional onboarding process. But in 14 days, they've not seen any visible changes. In eight to 10 weeks, they've not seen any visible changes. Is that a coaching problem or a customer service problem? Now, it can be partly customer service. I'll talk about that in a second. But it's going to be your coaching. And one of the biggest problems that a lot of coaches face is assuming in a lot of cases that 
you need to set somebody up with a specific amount of calories relating to a formula. So what generally happens is you'll set somebody up and they'll not lose any weight, they'll not lose any weight. And very often that person actually needed to start on lower calories, more relative to what they were eating before, and then potentially slowly increase them. Well, I've never really understood that format. Well, if you understand the format of trying to match somebody where they are right now and then slowly increasing their calories, then you will actually realize that people will lose a lot more weight. Now, not for every single person, but I'm giving you an example. If you've calculated somebody's calories based on a formula and it's not specifically relatable to the case study that's in front of you, sleep, stress, digestion, their current nutritional habits, um, current social life, stress, if you haven't matched it, very often you could have somebody for three or four weeks. In some cases, add weight or even at least stay the same weight. And you're like, well, I've got them on, on a inverted commas calorie deficit and I've got them exercising, but there's so many more variables that you've not taken into consideration, which may indicate that the person doesn't need to be on as much food. So again, that's part of onboarding. It's understanding the client. So I just wanted to give you that side of the equation because, you know, you guys follow me and, and you know, with the Mastery Podcast, I talk a lot about business and professionalism and uh, marketing and sales and being an efficient business person. But you've got to remember one thing. Those of you that have not been following me for very long, you know, next year it'll be 20 years for me. I did 15 years as a coach, uh, many, many, many hours of coaching, many hours of coaching. And I've studied everything from functional medicine to biomechanics to um, hormones to training across many modalities, nutrition, you name it, I've studied it. And so my thought process as a coach over the years was not only to be professional, but was to be knowledgeable, to be able to be adaptable to every single person that I worked with and have the skills and knowledge to be able to get results. Now, I've been through over the last, over the last two and a half months, hundreds of applications for our personal training mentorship and one of the things that stood out more than more than most is lack of knowledge three four years into being a professional lack of knowledge so never forget i'm going to go through onboarding but one key thing and this is important for you to understand if you have lack of knowledge and you don't know what to set your clients up the most professional onboarding process could go downhill if the client's not set up right appropriately with the nutrition and training set up, all right? So what is onboarding in terms of customer service? What do your clients need? Well, let's look at the stage one. You take somebody's payment, they agree to work with you. Now, I'm not going to talk through scripts. I'm not going to tell you exactly what you've got to say in any emails or anything like this, but the client payment is taken they agree to start working with you, whether it's an online client or whether it is a personal training client. Your first job as a professional is to acknowledge that. Now, when people sign up for our mentorship, when they sign up for personal training, we have a welcome email. Just want to take this opportunity to welcome you to personal training. Um, you know, talk to them about the invoices, the payments, when they're accepted, when, when we expect them. And you might want to do a welcome video. Now, with our personal training mentorship, those of you that are in, in, involved, as soon as you sign up, as soon as you make your payment, you get a video from me. After you've uh, had the video from me, you then get a video from the your mentor explaining the setup process. You're asked to join a Facebook group, 
from the Facebook group. You'll go in your Facebook group and then we manage expectations. Now, at the point of welcoming somebody and at the point of saying you're ready to start, I teach a lot about expectations. <clears throat> you and your client are starting a relationship. If you're in a relationship, male, female, same sex, female, male, whatever it may be. If you guys are in a relationship, you have to understand communication. It's a two-sided deal. You want something from me, but I want something from you. Do we understand that? A nod <laughs> at the podcast. And this was something that I've always said to people, sat opposite me or even on a consultation on the phone for online coaching. I want something from you, which is for my career to grow and develop and be better known for what I do. But you want something from me, a return on the money that you're about to spend to me, get in shape. We agree. So I have an expectations document for me and for you. Whether I do that in a video, whether I do that in a document, I expect you to be on time for your check-in. I expect you to uh, be 10 minutes early for your training session. I expect you to communicate with me efficiently and within this time frame. I say to anybody that does one-to-one -one business coaching with me and anybody that works with me, you can send me a, um, a message, WhatsApp, whatever it may be, up to six o'clock. And I'll come back to you that day. If you send me a message after six o'clock, it's at my discretion if it if I come back to you. Have you ever set that level of expectation with your client? More than likely not. So they don't know whether they can message you here, message you there, whether they can email you, what the reply time is. They have no idea. So we have a very loose relationship from day one. Honestly, like, I don't know when they reply to me. I don't know, like, they never tell me if my session's 100% guaranteed. So... Every time somebody's expectations are met, their perceived value of your business goes down. I did use this analogy the other day. Weeks and weeks, weeks before going to a hotel, like to a, um, a restaurant for a meal, you'll say to yourself, oh, I've seen it on, on TripAdvisor, I've seen it on, on TV, I'm so much really looking forward to it. And you start setting these expectations up. The, the restaurant says, oh, this is what we have, this is what we look like, this is what you can expect when you arrive, and you met by the scruffiest maitre d'. They don't really show interest in you. The table's not ready when you arrive. It takes ages for the waiter to ask you what you want for your starter. And your, your perceived your expectations have just not been met. So if you look at branding, the perception has been altered. So whereas you were going to this hotel and more than likely prepared to pay a lot of money, every time the service doesn't meet your expectations, your the perceived value, the amount of money that you want to spend there goes down. Alters what you want to spend on the wine, alters whether you have a starter, main course and dessert, alters how long you stay there, and alters whether you tell people whether it's right or wrong, whether it's a good place or not. Well, believe it or not, a personal training client, an online training client, they have such high expectations. I mean, look, they're spending 30, 40, 50 pounds an hour with you. They're spending 150, 200 pounds a month with you. Guys, for some people, it's half their mortgage. For some people, it is their mortgage. 
and they're they're paying their mortgage, they're paying their rent, they're paying their car finance, they're paying their holiday they want to go on that year. But the thing that they want to get ready for a wedding, a birthday, um, meeting their future partner, going away, whatever their goal is, a sporting event, health. It's so, 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 so important to them. Incredibly important to them. So many of you just take your clients for granted. That's another client. It's not another client. It's another life to change. It's another person that's going to down the line tell somebody how amazing you are. And I've said this, guys, hundreds of times. As a personal trainer, as an online coach, you should be able to build a business based on referrals. So many of you are desperate for brand new clients all the time. Desperate for new clients from new sources, from people that have never heard of you. Most of you are not looking to scale a business with multiple team members right now. You're looking to build your solo business, your diary. Now, I'm trying to fill you know, eight-week eight week transformation programs, online coaching, personal training, mentorships, masterminds. You know, I'm filling multiple things, so I'm reaching out to multiple coaches worldwide. I'm selling books, ebooks, you name it. I want multiple, multiple, multiple people, so I'm looking at brand new entertaining or getting in front of a lot of new people all the time. Whereas you, if you had half of your clients telling their friends you were amazing. You know, I was only speaking to a trainer in um, in London. Now, there's a lot of affluent places in London. And there was two people I was speaking to. One, very close to me in North London here. He said, there's a very affluent road, very near where, where we, we are. And he said, there's 11 houses. And he owns a personal training studio. And out of those 11 houses, he trains six. Then there's another um, colleague of mine, and he said, I train a lot of the Greek community where we are. And I said, talk to me about that. And he goes, well, when I train somebody, it's normally come from his sister or boyfriend or brother or mother or dad. To the auntie, to the uncle, to the nephew, to the niece. And it just bounces around large percentage of his clients personal training wise are people that people know and he said i just keep getting calls now they've nailed it because the process the systems the the the, the professionalism the results is getting spread like wildfire you have the same opportunity whether you're in scotland ireland texas india mumbai you have the same opportunity but it really, really gets down into your processes and what people perceive to be valuable. So you send people a welcome video and then whether or not you do uh, an online assessment or whether or not you meet somebody in the gym, you do an assessment. And you actually go through their questionnaire before you do the assessment. You look at them physically, might do a physical assessment online. If you're not going to do a physical assessment online, then you'll take somebody through your own version of screening, which I'm not going to go into here. And then you will go away and you will design a program, nutrition and training. Now, when your client, if it's a personal training client, you're going to send them their training and their nutrition before their next session. And doing their assessment, you'll more than likely go through their nutrition with them, but you won't necessarily go through their training program. And then, depending on when they're training with you next, like if they see you on a Tuesday, and you're not going to see them to personal train with them again on Tuesday, or you're not going to see them till Thursday or Friday, do you wait three or four days to send them the program? Or do you wait till you see them again? 
or do you do the professional thing and record a video? Now, I'm going to give you a little tip here. There's a piece of software called Loom, um, which is a, a app or a website you can use and screen record or uh, QuickTime. And you can record your training program and do a video talking over what each exercise is and how they can get started on it. Yeah, but I haven't seen my client to talk through some of the exercises. They'll know some of the exercises if it's just a full body workout, if it's very basic. But it's about, listen, you might want to try this program, you might not. I know you train at a different gym or you may be training at our gym, like they might train at M10. And you give them that opportunity to just at least have that service from you. I just want to talk you through the program. I'm sure you're going to have some questions when we get together on Thursday. If it's an online client, here's your program. And I'm going to talk through everything in specifically. Now, if it's an online client, would it not be valuable to have a library of all the exercises you're teaching people, not pre-videos that you've just tagged people in YouTube, but your own videos made? And then you provide video support and educational uh, overview of what the program is for your client online. How professional is that? They get a video, there's an email from you saying, here's a video, here's an explanation. Hope you it, it, it all makes sense. Come back to me with any questions. Nutritionally, what do people need? Well, they need to know. You know. Can I have salt on my meals? Can I have water? How much water? What type of veg? Do I need supplements? Do I not need supplements? I talked about the fact I was struggling with sleep. How do I improve my sleep? And then you think, well, all I did was just send them their nutrition plan. All I did was send them their training program. Well, if you as a coach have your client come back to you and ask 50 questions and you go, oh my God, clients that ask me questions drive me insane. Well, let me ask you this. If you answered them in your onboarding process, whether it's an online client or a personal training client, you have to think ahead when it comes to customer service. In fact, this week, I'm fascinated by top-end hotels. I think they're phenomenal. And I was watching the Savoy on uh, TV last night, the Savoy Hotel. And the Savoy Grill, which Gordon Ramsay owns um, in England, if you're unfamiliar with, um, I know you're familiar with Gordon Ramsay uh, worldwide. And I was just watching the customer service in the restaurant, the maitre d', and he's like, this needs to be like this, this needs to be like this. They're thinking ahead of the customer all the time. Thinking ahead for the customer are they going to leave and say i and the maitre d said the thing about his job that he loves more than anything is when somebody leaves and they say i've loved every part of this process that's he says that's what i'm doing it for and i'm going to say to you do you just tick off a training session do you put that as oh i've got 60 online clients 20 online clients 10 online clients sod your numbers if your service is not up to par because you're just going to be chasing numbers oh i've got 30 online clients but in about three weeks time because of your service you're onboarding your professionalism the results the systems and processes that client is going to walk away and i guarantee in the age of online coaching how busy it's becoming how many people are doing it and good on everybody for, for growing bigger businesses. You know, in personal training, where there's the likes of M10, who I know deliver exemplary professional personal training. We receive a lot of our clients, by the way, from other personal trainers. Not PTs referring, coming from different chain gyms. 
having subpar service, subpar programming, subpar results. It's happened for us for years. In fact, I've always said that we are not the first chain, we're the third chain. I've done this, I've done that, I've not got this, I didn't like that, I didn't experience this, now I want this. People start off at normal restaurants where the service is okay, and then they go for an incredible experience, and that's where the value lies. If you ever want to charge more, deliver better, and results. So, if you're an online coach or you're a personal trainer, make a massive list. If you were personal training, what is it you'd need? Well, all over my career, I've had people writing programs, but I don't even know. I don't even know what a um, kneeling hip flexor stretch is. I don't even know what a lat stretch is. Um, trainers will write things like frontal plane stretch, and the clients like, "What are you on about?" If anything on your program is going to pose a question, I don't know then you go out of your way to get somebody with a camera in the gym and they do a photograph of all the stretches that you want to do, photograph of any of the exercises that the client doesn't understand. You say to the client, I know you're not going to be with me till next Monday, go to your gym and take a photo of every piece of equipment in your gym and send it to me. Oh, Mark, that's above and beyond. Yes, it is above and beyond. And if I could go back through my photos on my phone over the years, I'd show you when people go on holiday, they send me the photo of the gym equipment. What, you help your clients when they go on holiday, even if they're not having personal training? Of course. They can just pay a month worth of online coaching and I'll take a photo of the gym that you arrive, I'll write your program up and I'll support you while you're away. So where's your gym? What's your gym? What equipment have you got? Online coaching. What equipment have you got? Send me your equipment and I'll put together a little video, a little, some notes and a video of what I think you want to do program design-wise for while you're away from me and then we're in the gym when we train together. So that's online coaching program design and personal training and creating some videos and, and, and providing this. Now, after a couple of days of them receiving their program and nutrition, and bear in mind with nutrition guys, sleep, if you talk about digestion, stress, anything to do with mindset, and these are things you want to explain to people from an online coaching perspective, you need a library of all this stuff. You have to have it. And strategically through week one, week two, week three, your clients are receiving stuff from you and they're going, oh my word, they just go above and beyond. Lazy trainers, lazy online coaches, do you fall into that bracket? I take my monthly monthly pay from my client, the monthly fee, I take my personal training sessions, I know I could be doing more. Now, I did a post the other day and it, and it um, I ended up changing it. But I'm gonna say this to you, online coaches work on your own in a coffee shop. Personal trainers work on your own unless you work in a gym full of really good personal trainers. Because when you work on your own and the, the, the standard of coaching is uh, less than yours, you, you're essentially working alone because you've got no one to be inspired by and watch. Complacency, I said, in a post kills. And this was relevant to me watching a trainer the other day in a gym who was uh, texting his client, texting someone while his client was training, who was allowing his client's bum to lift six inches at the bottom of every rep on the leg press heels were lifting off and he was so busy on his phone he didn't even notice it and he was just sat down the whole time now there was not one part that he looked guilty embarrassed frustrated not one part now if that client was in his first two weeks and that client's used to michelin star service 
they will get to a point where they will question the value. And certainly I know that when many of you are going through that first one to two weeks, if you've got complacent, you'll start your client off, you'll sit down, you'll put your hands in your pockets, you won't be attentive. You'll look at other people in the gym. You'll sit in a coffee shop, do a program, copy and paste, quick, send it off. You don't go above and beyond. You need to be your own internal customer service measure. You need to have like an invisible CEO above your head. And do you know what? Throughout my career, which really helped me, a, a guy um, who was the head of LA Fitness Personal Training, when I was assessed and uh, did my um, kind of assessment, should I say, to, to see whether or not they were going to take me on as an LAPT at the early start of my career, he said to me, never forget, when you're in a gym coaching somebody, imagine that I am sat up there looking down at your training session. What would I say? And do you know what? For 10 years, that stuck in my head. It was just this little subconscious thing that was like system, delivered. And I, and I, granted, have been knackered sometimes during prep or tired. And I've caught myself just sitting on the edge of something and going, up, oh, up, oh, come on, come on. And, and of course, I've... I've done the things that you guys say, oh, he never did this, he never sat down. And I caught myself, oh, sit down, stand up. And then you'd remind yourself. And sometimes, like any business, you need reminding of your service and systems and standards. But it's whether you correct yourself, whether you just keep into that bad habit. So processes, systems, you know, you need to give your clients whatever they need. Messaging your clients. How's everything going? Keeping in touch with people in that first couple of weeks ensuring that they're getting results and the clients are progressing and they're happy even down to the point of when they come to the gym for the first time do they know where they're going to go are they met at the gym do they are they made to feel comfortable when they arrive at the gym do you acknowledge them part of the onboarding process when they're an online client do you tell them what the expectations are in terms of photos, how they're taken? Is there, is there, is there an explanation of, of the process of doing it? When they're going to get their check-in? If they're going to have a call? When you're expecting to reply to them? Give them everything that they need. Is there a Facebook group that you're going to put your personal training clients in or a WhatsApp group or something that you're going to use to give the highest level of service? You need to ask coaches that you respect, what do you do for onboarding? What documents do you give your clients that you that go above and beyond that help them to get the very best level of service? So just to reiterate, welcome emails, videos, assessments, review of your assessments, program, write-up of the program, explanation on video of the program, whether it's online or face-to-face, -face, everything they need to go away, whether it's stretching, mobility, activations, effort, intensity. What about with online coaching? If you want to teach somebody level one effort, level two effort, level three effort, can't you do a training session to get someone to film you and just go through some le levels of effort on what you look for for increasing intensity and effort and what the foundational exercises need to be done like? When trainers turn around to me and say, you know, I put my post up on social media, I'm not getting any clients. And I'm like, how much work goes into your customer service, your systems, your processes, and documenting, even within your social media and your marketing, how you deliver your onboarding process. You know, I, I've got a, a, um, a guy that I work with, and on his website, we've actually got a video of the onboarding process to actually showcase to his clients what they get when they actually sign up. The welcome document, the program, the detailed explanation of the program, the, the follow-up, the videos, and they're like, wow. They get on the consultation of the call, they're like, wow, is that what I get? They're like, of course. And then it matches, and this is the biggest thing, 
The brand gap, as I talk about in Level Up, is the distance between what you say you deliver and what you deliver. Oh, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. Great, just like everybody else says they are, but are you? So understand that the onboarding is the process of clients going from signing up to starting with you, to not only getting results, but having the best service possible, having everything explained to them about what they need to know about the next four to six weeks of working with you. If there's any questions and Q&As and challenges that you feel they have, they're answered, and you provide support to ensure that they're getting everything that they need. That's where value lies. And when you saw me do this video on my Instagram the other day, if you didn't see it, go and have a watch of it, High Ticket Coaching, that's value. And if you guys want to charge more, this is a very small part, but a very big part of building your reputation, your brand, and ultimately achieving fantastic results and earning more money. So I hope this has been a value. I know this will be extremely um, helpful now or, um, you know, for some of you, it will go in one ear and out the other because you won't see the value in it yet. Um, but I can say if you're new to PT, please take this on board. It's one of the most vital things to help you stand out. Um, and if you've been doing PT for a while or online coaching, or if you're new to online coaching and you're not doing this, uh, it's a game changer for, for, for your reputation, for your service, your own pride, but also your reputation. So um, this is a minimum expectation, guys. As always, please do me a favor. Like the podcast. Leave a review if you found it helpful. Share it on your stories. It's helped more personal trainers to have fulfilling, successful, and happy careers. Online coaches, fitness professionals, every one of you in the fitness industry, I want to help you all have a successful career. So if you can share this, I'll be deeply uh, grateful. So have a great day, guys. As always, send me any questions in my Instagram if you have any. Um, and last chance to join the personal training mentorship if you want to know exactly how we go through everything that we go through, get our results and develop our reputation over the years. Have a great day, guys. Speak soon.